0: Planning granted for new IT building. A mammoth health science building, along with a running track, has been approved for Carlo IT. Carlo County Council has granted planning permission for a new four story educational health science building. The 6,133 square metre facility will be on the IT Carlo campus and partly on the footprint of the old VEC school building. The building will be comprised of science laboratories, clinics, sports and health science spaces, including large gym, labs and running track, and administration rooms with a central roof-lit social space on the upper floors and large entrance hall. The site will be accessed by an existing vehicular entrance to IT Carlow off the Kilkenny Road. The application will also include 176 bicycle parking spaces to serve the building. The Green Road Residents Association had objected to the proposal claiming there would be a loss of almost 38 car park bays in the project. Residents have had long-standing complaints regarding spillover parking from the Institute outside their homes. IT hopes to get university status within 15 months, article by Suzanne Pender. An objective has been set out this week to establish the Technological University of the Southeast on the 1st of January 2022. The chairpersons of the governing bodies and the presidents of both Institute of Technology Carlo and Waterford Institute of Technology This week announced the objective in a briefing note to business and other community leaders. Stating that the Institutes are now in the final stages of establishing the Technological University, TU, the briefing note states that both Institutes will apply to the Minister for Higher Education in late spring or early summer of 2021 for an order to establish the University. That application will set in motion a series of steps, including a review by a panel of international experts and a formal decision by the Minister next summer. A period of time will then be required to prepare fully for Establishment Day and to appoint a President for the new university. To bolster the chances of success, The Institutes announced a range of structural changes to the project, including the setting up of a project office with a project executive director and the organisation of the project into seven work streams, each of which will be jointly led by a senior executive from each of the Institutes. An eighth work stream will be led by the presidents of the students' unions. Wide-ranging staff engagement will be supported and encouraged through a series of working groups in each work stream. A joint governing body steering group will oversee the project as at present. The briefing note ends by committing the institutes to continued interaction with the stakeholders. It states: “Our objective is that on the 1st of January 2022, the minister will establish the university. We have a high level of confidence that we will achieve TU status within this time. Our confidence is based upon the commitment of our staff and students, who have already contributed so much to its achievement and to the support, directly and indirectly, of our most valued stakeholders. Students' Union TV goes live at IT Carlo. Article by Michael Tracy. A new broadcasting network at IT Carlo aims to entertain and inform students during this strange academic year. The IT Carlo Students Union (ITCSU) has launched its broadcasting network with Students Union TV (SUTV) and SU Podcast and will release new content each week. SU-TV will have a range of different shows, from live music and interactive quizzes to Adulting 101. It will also feature a range of healthy cooking shows, home workouts and life hacks. Similarly, the SU-podcast will host music acts, authors, actors and comedians, as well as introducing students to staff from the college. No matter what, there will be something for everyone. One podcast featured Beat FM's Debbie Ridgard talking about the media, while another was entitled Meet the Staff. ITCSU Administrator John Murphy said that each student union member brought their own passion and interest to the ITCSU Broadcasting Network. There are five of us in the Students' Union, each on different courses and backgrounds. I did media and PR, and as a result was very interested to speak to Debbie. Our president, Thomas Drury, has done the sports course and would be trying to get in athletes and coaches for the podcast. While students will be attending IT Carlo for practical classes, much of their learning will be done online. It is hoped that the podcast and videos will help foster that strong bond between students and the IT. John added, there are students who cannot come in due to underlying health conditions or there could be another lockdown. This is about feeling part of the college, feeling part of the college community. The new ITCSU Broadcasting Network is set to be a huge resource and outlet for students during these strange and difficult times. The podcasts and videos can be found on www.itcsu." I-E. generous farmers produce the goods every weekend to help people in need article by michael tracy carlo farmers market is donating produce to help local people in need every weekend high quality food including vegetables bread scones meat fish pickles and chutneys has gone to local elderly people and families since the market reopened in late May. The initiative is a joint venture with Carlo Development Partnership and the Carlo Older Persons Forum. The items are taken to the Older Persons Forum premises on Saturday evening, where they are put into boxes along with staples such as milk and cereal and delivered over the weekend. Ballin Eggs has also come on board, donating dozens of eggs on a weekly basis. Annette Fox of Carlo Development Partnership said, It just shows a community coming together. The farmers' market didn't have to do this. They have been terribly impacted, yet one of the first to give back and help. That is what community is all about. Ms Fox said there is a ready need for these food boxes. People who could use the food are identified through services such as the Development Partnerships Care and Repair Services, the local branch of St. Vincent de Paul and the Older Persons Forum along with community and resource centres. There is unseen poverty out there, said Annette. The Covid situation is creating a whole new level of vulnerability. People may be working reduced hours or have been out of work. Others may be in caring roles, while some may be living from wage packet to wage packet. There has been a great reception to the food boxes. There is something heartening about getting that freshly baked bread or hand-picked vegetable. It's such a lift, said Annette. Mary Ryan of the Carlow Farmers Market said the market is happy to be able to help and is grateful for the support it has received from locals. During the lockdown, the farmer's market had home delivered to its older customers. We were looking at being able to contribute and it makes us very happy to be involved in the community in Carlo said Mary. Dog Lovers Raffle Helped Local Charities Article by Suzanne Pender A commitment to support a number of local charities is a promise that had to be honoured despite all the challenges of 2020. That was the encouraging approach of Cuman Madri Ibran Hearn, or the Irish Association of Working Dogs, which pulled together recently to raise funds for five charities, including two from Carlow. The national organisation has a number of members from County Carlow and had planned a show in Fennis Court, Bagnallstown, back in March. However, when COVID 19 struck, the show had to be cancelled. Another of their shows was cancelled in June, while their biggest show of the year, a two-day event to take place in November, now seems unlikely to go ahead. We had intended to make a donation to BEAM in Bagnellstown from the show in Bagnellstown, explained club member Dermot Lawless from Lachlan Bridge. We had three shows in total that had to be cancelled. But we had all these prizes ready, so we decided to raffle them online and give the proceeds from the raffle to the charities, which would have benefited from our shows, he explained. The raffle, of all sorts of items popular among dog enthusiasts, was a real winner online, raising a terrific €1,600. Using this funding, the group donated some lovely garden furniture to St. Lazarian's House in Bagnallstown allowing its residents the opportunity to speak to their loved ones out in the open air at a social distance. A similar donation was made to Boyne View Nursing Home in Meath. The group also donated €300 euro to Beam in Bagnallstown and to Our Lady of Fatima Special School in Wexford, along with the suicide prevention charity So Sad, which is based in Drogheda. Dermot explained that the group brings together people with an interest and love of dogs, like whippets, lurchers and terriers, and the sport of hunting in a controlled, responsible way. Educating future generations is also an integral part of what the organisation does, and this plays a big role in its activities on show days. On behalf of the Irish Association of Working Dogs, Dermot thanked everyone for their support of the online raffle. Bunklody Woman to Chair Summit on Electric Vehicles Article by Suzanne Pender Local journalist Caroline Kidd has been announced as the chair of this year's Electric Vehicle Summit. The event, organised by iQuest and Business Post Live, is a high-level business forum to discuss the future of electric vehicles, EVs, in Ireland, based on the dual themes of business engagement and thought leadership, among the most senior influential and informed people in the sector. Caroline from Bunclody is a motoring journalist, juror for Irish Car of the Year, and the editor of the online magazine Changing Lanes. Caroline founded Changing Lanes in 2014 as a simple automotive blog where she could share her passion for cars. It has grown to become a leading online automotive magazine and trusted authority on new cars and the motor industry. Caroline has road-tested hundreds of new cars and travelled around Europe to report from new car launches. This year's Electric Vehicle Summit will address the impact of coronavirus on the industry and deliver an update on new government policy as well as cover a wide range of subjects on the future of electric vehicles. Caroline will be joined by speakers including Eamon Ryan, Minister for Climate Action, Communication, Networks and Transport, and Anne Graham, Chief Executive of the National Transport Authority. She will also chair several panel discussions between motor industry executives and other stakeholders. The event itself will be broadcast live from a dedicated studio in Dublin with delegates contributing online across Ireland and around the world. The Electric Vehicle Summit 2020 will take place on Thursday the 15th of October. Together we can stay safe and weather this pandemic. By Dr. Ní Nihraunye. In the summer... When I wrote my last article for The Nationalist in relation to the changing face of general practice, I thought I had no more to say on the topic of COVID-19 and had no more information to impart to my patients and the general public. However, as time has moved on and the changes that did take place in general practice seem set to stay for the foreseeable future, I thought I might be able to guide people through contact with their GP and offer whatever advice I can on the ongoing public health recommendations as they change going forward. As I have said in the past, my comments are my own personal comments, and the protocols my practice has put in place and the advice I offer is strictly in relation to how my practice is organised. But from what I can glean from the many WhatsApp conversations and ICGP webinars I attend, They reflect changes across the country in the way in which GPs can safely deliver their services during this current coronavirus pandemic. I really miss seeing my patients face to face, and I really miss giving my new mums a hug and cuddling the newborn babies that present to my practice. But I can no longer do this safely, and it doesn't sit easy with me but it is the price I have to pay if I want to keep my practice open and caring to the best of our abilities for the health of our patients. There is a palpable level of frustration with the services that we currently provide, but over the past six months patients have been very tolerant as we find the best way of dealing with most patients to their satisfaction and our satisfaction also. This still means that all initial contacts with our doctors are by phone consultation so the history is taken and the talking is done between doctor and patient before that patient sees their doctor face to face, if this is considered essential for the best care of that patient with that particular complaint. However, with the passage of time, it is essential that we see patients that have not been seen and examined for six months and often more so I am seeing more face-to-face consultations daily, acknowledging that this will put patients, staff and doctors at more risk. But as we have always maintained with COVID-19, there is no such thing as zero risk. So with attention to public health guidelines, we will continue to see patients based on their clinical need. Unfortunately, a lot of our consultations are now in relation to mental health issues and our access to psychological therapies is appallingly lacking, especially for public patients. Such consultations are not quick and inevitably need to be conducted by phone or video link as much as is possible, again for obvious safety reasons. thankfully. Generally, patients will now know their own doctor well enough to engage in such a consultation by phone, and to date, the outcomes have been to the satisfaction of the majority of our patients. There are so many other issues I would like to address in the coming weeks. As the winter approaches, and we as GPs dread the workload that that usually entailed before COVID-19 ever arrived on our shores. We would ask everyone to continue to be patient with the service GPs are trying really hard to provide safely and effectively to a huge number of patients contacting us on a daily basis. We will continue to do our best and we will listen to your concerns and together we can stay safe and weather this pandemic.